fucking house. Put it in your mouth. Welcome to the Whoring 20s, you kinky fucks. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back for episode 50, bitch, of Kinks with Kiki. Happy New Year. We are officially in 2020. Welcome to a new decade. I know everyone can speak from experience, but I am happy as fuck that 2019 is officially over. I look forward to this new decade. I look forward to 2020 and everything that it has to offer me. And it is the motherfucking whoring 20. So ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between, live this shit the fuck up. We only get our 1920s, 1820s, 2020s. We only get the 20s once. So make it the best. You know, this is going to be an interesting decade for me. Nine times out of 10, probably 11 times out of 10, I'm going to have children and get married in this decade. I turned 40 in this fucking decade. That is creepy as hell to me. I mean, I'm 32 now and we'll get into my age when we go into S&M for the week. But so much to look forward to in this decade. I look forward to buying a house in this decade. I just look forward to so much change and so many positive things happening to me. And I hope positive things happen to you all as we embark on our 20s. So just had to get that out of the way. I am so excited that it is officially episode 50. I did not think I would make it to episode 50. I've had a lot of ups and downs in the last year that have thrown off my consistency a lot. You know, 2018, I was out there like, bam, 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 me and Josh, oh, heart, heartstrings, hey, Josh. But I am so happy. I am working on getting back consistent. I am officially settled. I just told someone the other day, I can't even remember who it was. I'm like, I might've tweeted it. I'm like, this is the first time in a year that I have felt genuinely comfortable. I feel at ease. I don't feel on edge. I feel content. And I don't know about anyone else, but I like my peace and I like being content because it gives me, what's the word? I, I can't say solace because I like my solitude. You know, I like to be alone anyway, but it gives me a sense of security. I guess that's what I could say. Um, having peace, knowing what's going to happen in my life next. And I can be a bit of a control freak. I'm not being a control freak here, but just if you knew what I went through last year, you would know why it's so important for me to just say, I like just having calmness and peace and being able to just come home and be at peace. I haven't had that for a really, really long time. And now I can honestly say that I have it back. And that is huge for me. Episode 50 in this bitch. I'm so fucking excited. Now, SM, aka Song and Mood of the Week, was Make It Rain by Travis Porter. Now, I know I have some young listeners. Nine times out of 100, you were probably, you were probably a kid when this song came out but if you're my age if you're in your 30s if you're in your late 20s you were either a older teen or you were in your early 20s this song came out in 2012 and it is still a bop one of my favorite songs hands down I was a huge 
Travis Porter fan when they came out in 2012. Um, I was 24 when this song came out, turning 25. So I was still in that wild and reckless. I really don't give a fuck about anybody's 20s. Like, you know, once you hit 25 and get over 25, that's when shit becomes real. But that whole little stage between 20 and 25 is cute. But once you hit 26, you see life for what the fuck it really is. And shit gets real so fast for you. So that was one of my bops when I used to frequent the clubs, which I don't really anymore because everybody in there is nine times out of 10. And I've said that a lot so far is 10 years younger than me. And I promise you, I don't want to be around anyone that is under the age of 25. Now that is no shade to anyone who is, but if you are that age, if you know, you know, when you get to a certain age, you like to party with people of a certain age. At 18, you don't give a fuck because all you want to do is just party with people because you're an adult. At 21, you still don't give two fucks because now you just want to party with people of all ages that can drink alcohol. But baby, when you hit 25, <laughs> baby girls, baby boys, like, trust me. You are not going to want to party with an 18-year-old at 25. And trust me, when you hit 30, you barely want to party with people in their 20s. But that's neither here nor there. Like I said, Travis Porter was my shit. They never had a song that really disappointed. Everything they came out with was a hit. I always say they were Migos before Migos was Migos because I think they were from Georgia and it was three of them and they rap. But the thing about them was we could actually understand like they enunciated their words <laughs> and pronounced their words no shade because Migos is my guilty pleasure I stand for them but they were like the Migos before Migos became Migos so song and mood SM of the week is definitely Travis Porter make it rain mainly because I'm hyped and I just wanted to play a song that always gets me hype and that is one of my go-to's whether I'm cleaning dancing whatever now Weekly with Kiki. Guys, we are in a new decade. This shit is so fucking fabulous. I have been looking forward to our 2020s probably since like 2015 because everybody's like, okay, so again, if you're old enough, you remember. Okay, so we hit 2000 and y'all remember that whole Y2K thing. I was 13, so and we're in the 2000s and we're like okay so now we're in the 2010s this is gonna be fun in the teens and now we're in 2020 shit is getting real like i remember thinking about 2020 when i was younger i'm like yo in 2020 i'm gonna be in my 30s like that's gonna be so wild and now here i am <laughs> that's literally all i can say here i am in my 20s uh single kidless looking at a dog who looks extremely confused at me right now. Can you stop, please? Little, thank you. Okay, y'all, my dog is in here. Please ignore him. This is what happens when you don't record in the studio because you have the equipment in your own space. But yeah, he about to get kicked out. But anyway, like I said, <sighs> song and mood, awesome, awesome. 2020, awesome, awesome. Episode 50, awesome, awesome. <sighs> Weekly with Kiki. So let me slide into the first you know, WWK of the week. I mean, of the year. Hmm, sorry. Huh. I am recovering from what I thought was the flu. Thank you, Jesus. It was not the flu. It was just a really, really bad cold. 
the shit was awful. Um, I, yeah, it was just, it was bad. Like I was in a haze on Friday, didn't really understand what was going on because I was fine one minute and then the next I could, if you heard that, excuse my computer, <laughs> um, I could barely function. Like I went to work and my boss was like, oh, oh girl, no, you go home right now. And they sent me home in like 10 minutes and I spent the entire weekend like in a bubble and I finally came out of it like around three o'clock yesterday. So I was sick. Um, and that was that. Uh, didn't really do much. It didn't do much for New Year's. I had some issues on New Year's, so I wasn't able to go out like I wanted to because I'm a klutz and I'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, like I'm looking forward to this new year and everything that it entails. My, I don't have a resolution because I typically don't make them, but my ultimate goal this year is becoming a better version of myself for myself. So I want to be the best me I can be for me. And when ready, I, the best version of myself that I can give to someone else, that is my goal. So I'm doing everything to make sure that I am mentally, physically, emotionally intact and healthy in order to embark in the next stages and this next decade of my life. Um, I have been rekindling with a lot of friends. Um, I often say I have friends. For the most part, I have friends all over. I have um, a few, like three or four, you know, in Arizona, some in Cali, a lot in New York. I miss my New York friends so much. Obviously, I have a few in Chicago. I have all of my friends mostly are in North Carolina, but I've been rekindling with a lot of people lately just because, you know, one, I'm back in the South, so it's easy to rekindle with people when you are either closer or adjacent to where they are or where they used to be. So just hanging out with people and rekindling friendships, like not saying the friendships were bad in the first place, but you know, just <sighs> trying to get a sense of normalcy back into my life. Like I said, I feel at peace and I feel secure and that's a really good feeling and rekindling with friends just makes that even better to be honest okay so that's pretty much it for weekly with kiki so this week <laughs> i am going to discuss a kink that i don't have any experience with so if you are anyone who has experience with this kink, feel free to email or DM me. I will give you that information at the end of the episode. I'm going to talk about fireplay. Now, I have a lot of hard limits when it comes to specific things. For the most part, with my kink and BDSM, I'm pretty much down for almost anything. A lot of my heart limits are, you know, certain body excretions <laughs> um, and, you know, blood, fluids of that nature and, you know, things that can actually cause me harm or illness are typically my heart limits. So 
I would have to say, and I'm not knocking it. And, you know, they always say, don't knock it until you try it. I'm not knocking it at all. Like, I'm not shaming anyone who's into this. So let me just go ahead and put that as a disclaimer off top. Like, I am not shaming anyone in this episode. I'm just afraid. Like, I'm going to be 100 with you. Like, I don't think that fire play is something that I'd be willing to deal with or do because of fear. Like, I don't want anything. Not saying that people aren't professional, but I just, the risk itself is enough for me to say no. And again, this is not shade. This is not shaming. Kudos. Like, I want to hear your stories. If you're into fire play, I'm interested as fuck in this kink. Not personally to try, but just I would like to get information from people who are experienced with it because it's a fascinating kink. I don't really rock with the elements like that. I'm going to be real with you. Like, all them shits can kill you. If we're going to be real, like, fire can burn you. Water can drown you. Air can suffocate you if there's not enough. You know, the earth can crush you if you are on a mountain or if you fall into a cliff or something. I don't know. But... (laughs) But, you know, I don't really fuck with the elements like that. I let them, you know, they have, I am an, I'm an air sign and I really do believe I am an air sign just with my personality and my ability to just flow. I should be more of a water sign. I was just called a gypsy today because you can just throw me anywhere. I just flow with whatever, but I don't really fuck with them. So if you are into it again, I am not shaming. I am not joking. I am curious as fuck about this kink, which is why I decided to talk about this kink. Because if I'm curious, I personally feel like I have listeners or listeners that have friends who are interested in this particular kink. So I wanted to talk about it. Like I always say, not everything I discuss, I've experienced. Kink is very, very, very broad. Like it's so many different avenues you can take to kink and take to fetishes and take to BDSM. So I want to expose and shed light on all kinks, no matter how, you know, uncomfortable it may make someone, no matter how uncomfortable it may even make me. We don't kink shame, regardless of the people who love to say, you know, I don't get many, but I get a select few that love to say that I kink shame because I may joke about something or I may say that I'm not for something. Just because I'm not for it doesn't mean I'm anti or against it. It's just not for me. I'm not going to shame or, you know, question someone or shun someone because they're into something I'm not into. Hell, I'm into things that people are into, but I'm not here to explain myself because I don't own none of y'all niggas a motherfucking thing, okay? But like I said, fire play, very interesting kink. We're going to jump into that right now. So it says in the BDSM community, but I have to, you know, I have to call, I'm not going to call bullshit on it, but I have to call like, hey, question. Um, I don't really see fire play or the fire kink as being strictly BDSM. I really feel like that is more of a kink fetish thing because it's an edge play and edge play doesn't necessarily revolve strictly around BDSM. You don't have to be in bondage to be in fire play or in a DS or MS relationship. So I'm trying to figure out how it falls under the umbrella of BDSM versus just falling under the umbrella of a kink or a fetish. But yes, it says that in the BDSM community, fire play is a type of sexual play that involves 
fire near or directly on a person's skin. So I'm going to say in the kink community, fire play is a type of sexual play that involves fire near or directly on a person's skin. Now this can be done by placing candles or other flames near a person's skin, wiping alcohol on a person's skin and lighting it, tapping the skin with a lit torch or flogging a person with a flaming whip, I'm sorry, which is often made out of Kevlar, I believe, but I'll go into that a little later. Um, fire play is generally considered a type of edge play. Now, like I just said, that is where I think of kink and fetish because edge play doesn't necessarily revolve around BDSM. You have knife play, you have needle play. Personally, those are forms of edge play to me because it is something that you're doing that kind of teeters on the lines of this could be really, really dangerous, but this shit could be really, really fun at the same time. So that's what my interpretation of edge play is. Again, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. That one is mine. So when engaging in fire play, safety should always come first and certain precautions should be taken. For instance, fires and flames should not be close to anybody's clothing or anybody's hair. A safe word needs to be, should be, must be established before you start playing. And the supplies and equipment that you need to like put out fires need to be close by as well. And of course, you know, that requires like fire extinguishers, hell, wet towels, or even like fire blankets. You just want to keep those close and keep them on hand because you never know at any given moment. Again, this is a type of edge play. Anything can happen at any given moment. And the best way to prevent something tragic is to always be prepared. So. These are the things, aside from what I just mentioned, that you will need when you decide to indulge, I'll say, (laughs) in fire play. Uh, You need a spotter. Basically, this is somebody who is going to be a supervisor over this particular scene. Um, Personally, I would prefer like someone with fire (laughs) training, like, you know, a firefighter, but That's just me. But if you're going to get someone, it needs to be someone who is at least trained to use a fire extinguisher or a fire blanket properly and preferably someone who's done it before. So like I said, you need a fire extinguisher, a fire blanket, a bowl, cotton balls, a first aid kit, especially things that will be good for burns. Make sure someone, preferably your, your spotter, has a phone on hand for 911 in case things do get a little bit out of control or if there's a situation where 911 is needed. Um, you need a fuel source. Of course, you're playing with fire, but you're not just like, you know, lighting candles or lighting like paper on fire. You're actually using this as an art form, farm, <laughs> as an art form. So, It says that you need 70% alcohol, which is basically rubbing alcohol for the different techniques that you're able to use or to light your fire wands slash torches on fire. So during my research, I saw that it was very important that you did not use 
matches, candles, or any type of open flame while you're doing fire play. You actually need a barbecue lighter. Now, y'all know. If y'all country or if y'all like have barbecues, y'all have cookouts, whatever y'all call them. We call them cookouts in the South. I know people call them barbecues everywhere else. You need a barbecue lighter, like a lighter that you're able to flick on. There's fire, flick off, there's no fire because you don't want to have something open and run the risk of it possibly spreading or anything happening. You just want to minimize your risk as much as possible. Um, zip lighters are doable, but from my research, they are not really recommended. So if I were you and I was into fire play or trying fire play for the first time, the professional that I have using it on me, I would personally want them to use a barbecue lighter. You would need a volunteer, um, possibly someone who could ignite Okay, so we're going to call them the top, basically. You're going to need a top to do this. Like, that's the person who's volunteering to be the one to ignite the fuel, ignite the flame, play with the fire. And, of course, you're going to need the person who's going to receive it, which is a bottom. Now, this is not me off top calling them off top. <laughs> off top calling them top and bottom. From my research, this is what they call the people who participate in fire play. The person who's igniting is the top. The person who's the recipient is the bottom. Now I kind of get how it could be BDSM-ish because of tops and bottoms. I get it, but I still don't see how it's BDSM, but that's just me personally. Um, one thing you don't need to have anywhere near you is any type of synthetic fiber, any type of synthetic clothing. doesn't need to be anywhere near the person who is going to receive the flame. So the bottom. They need to be naked if, I mean, I don't know how comfortable everyone is with that, but one of the safest methods is to be naked. If you're not going to be naked or you don't want to be fully naked, natural fibers are typically the best bet for you to wear if you're going to participate in any type of fire play. Now, when it comes to your hair, my research showed that if your hair is styled, it doesn't need to be styled with any type of product that has alcohol in it. So any type of like sprays, styling sprays, mousse, gels, anything with alcohol in it should personally and preferably be, you know, not ignored, but just not used. Like, because it has alcohol in it and you don't want a flicker of a flame to like, attached to your hair and then it just become this entire fiasco speaking of hair again if you have long hair it should definitely be tied back again this is you just trying to avoid possible mishaps like the hair is long and the flame it just gets in the way like you just want to be as cautious as possible so wash your hair if you know you're going to do like some type of fire play in the future like I would just wash my hair the day before just to have clean hair with no product which ooh, child is hard for us black women because baby we cannot wash our hair and not put nothing on it like I'm gonna be like oh Jesus see I'm triggered because I'm gonna be sitting here with like a bushel of straw because I don't have any serum or oil or anything on my hair y'all know my hair is relaxed and it's been cut 
So <laughs> I'm back to me. I, yeah, I can't do this because I got way too much going on in my hair and I'll end up losing my life. But to those who have long hair, to those who are able to wash their hair and not put product in it, those would be your best bet. I'm just saying. Consent, 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 consent. Informed consent is needed on both parties. Are you cool with igniting this fire? Yes. Are you cool with receiving this fire? Yes. Hey, person that is going to be our spotter, are you cool with this activity taking place? Yes. When everybody is on board, then you can let the fun begin. Consent, y'all know I talk about consent all the time. It is important because everybody needs to be on the same page because if you are not your scene, your play, whatever you're doing at the moment, it's not going to go well because somebody might not be with it and then it can become a whole different thing. And we just, in 2020, we don't want to go into that, okay? So, your volunteer, the person who's receiving, <laughs> should also be assured that you will call, the spotter will call any emergency responders if necessary even if they ask uncomfortable questions about what you were doing. So to the people who, if something happens, if you feel ashamed because EMS has to come in, possible fire department has to come in, possible cops, don't be ashamed because they're trying to save your life. And if that means you got to tell them, hey, I was just, you know, getting my butt flamed a little bit, you know, some flames on my ass. Like, if you got to tell them that, so the fuck what? Everybody has their thing that they're into. It's not about what you're into and how people will look at you or judge you. It's about saving your life. So if you're uncomfortable, if they're uncomfortable, nobody gives a fuck. You got to do what you got to do that's going to protect you, okay? Now, I've said what's needed. I've said who is needed. I said how important consent is and emergency responders will be on standby. But most importantly, you need a venue that is non-flammable. Um, from what I saw in my research, concrete, certain types of tile take a little longer to ignite if something does happen. And it gives you a little bit more time to respond to a disaster if need be. Carpets mm, in a house, possibly a basement. Like if you have carpet there, that's not going to be one of the greatest places like anywhere with carpet just because of the obvious reasons. But if you do have a basement that doesn't have carpet or if you have a kitchen that doesn't have carpet, depending on how it's set up, if you have the space, like I love my apartment because I have space and I can do something like this because I don't have carpet. Um, if you have the space and you don't have carpet, those are ideal places that you'd be able to do it in. Um, the recommendation is if you live in a big city, which New York, <laughs> Chicago, if you live in a big city, well, New York, because Chicago actually has space, um, that you don't necessarily have the space to participate in fire play in your own personal space, try finding a dungeon that allows fire play. Um, they might have particular rooms that are designed for people to 
participate in fire play and it's a win-win because you might actually meet people that have the same interests as you you might actually meet people who are trained and experienced that can supervise and be your spotter so if all else fails if it's not something you feel comfortable with doing in your home which i would completely understand it's not something i would feel comfortable doing in my home you could always find your local dungeon now i know that's not the easiest thing to find especially depending on where you are but if you're in a major city nine times out of ten yeah we're saying it again nine times out of ten you are probably going to have a dungeon and it's probably going to be you never know it could be you know white people dungeons it could be poc dungeons it could be black dungeons it could be dungeons for everybody it's a free-for-all but just do your research if you're not comfortable with doing it in your home and try to find you a fire non-flammable safe place to go so if you guys can hear the rain in the background i do apologize i swear it seems like every time i choose to record it rains i don't know why maybe it's a sign of good luck maybe it's a sign that my creativity flows who knows but i apologize so jumping back into this topic so I've told you some of the things that are required that you need to get started with fireplay. Now I am going to jump into techniques. Now these are some of the techniques that you can use when you are participating in fireplay. So at this point, you've gotten your spotter, you have your top, you have your bottom, you're in a safe, non-flammable place, hair is tied with no product possibly naked or either you're in flammable like safe clothing or flammable safe fabrics so now you're ready to play one of the techniques i saw that i thought was interesting was a palming technique like palm like the palm of your hand palm in a basketball palming palming technique is the process of sliding a lit torch or a wand across the surface of your extinguished hand this results in leaving a thin layer of ignited alcohol on the palm, which is then applied to the body, thus extinguishing the flame. The only reason I said this was, I found this one really, really interesting because when I read it, I was like, yo, that's sexy as fuck. Like you just holding a flame. And then like, I, this is what I envisioned. I envisioned like that happening and me holding the flame and like my top or my dom, like putting the flame, like my hand on my boob and all I feel, I would literally melt into a pool of putty. Like <laughs> that was sexy as fuck to me. I don't play with fire because you might get burned literally, but whew, just the thought and like, I have such a vivid imagination, just the, like the mental picture and me imagining having that done, baby. <sighs> okay. Mm. I'm not going to go too deep into that because I'll end up telling a whole story, just a fantasy I made up off the top of my head on this podcast. And I'm not going to do that. I don't think I'm ready to get into that realm yet, but I'm going to jump into the next one. Now, sliding. Sliding is a technique where... It is a process of maintaining contact between a lit torch head and the skin with a continuous motion in a linear or non-linear direction. So 
I'm going to see if I can try to paint this picture for you all. Cause I seen some of the demonstrations when I was doing my research on this last week. Um, I see a torch and the torches look low key. They look like batons. I used to twirl in high school and I'm just like, it kind of looks like a baton, but it's not. Um, I see a wand that's flaming and like, you can just feel the heat and the flame lightly as you like stroke it either in a horizontal or vertical or in the shape of a letter, whatever you want to do. Cause it said nonlinear <laughs> to the math people who remember linear and nonlinear. Uh, I can just see that being really, really intimate and really, really sexual and primal almost. So just laying there, and someone just hovering their wand with their flame over your stomach, over your breast, or your nether regions, whatever you have down there, whatever you identify with. I, oof, this is a sexy ass kink. I'm scared shitless, not even gonna lie to y'all. But just reading everything and doing my research and now reading it out loud for you all to hear, this is a sexy ass kink. Huh, okay, next topic. Um, not next topic, next technique. Pressing. The pressing technique is the process of applying a lit torch to the skin while administering pressure onto the body's tissue. Yo, this is sexy. <laughs> this is sexy as fuck. Like, I just see like a my room, like Shout out to the smart bulbs, not to jump off subject, but I have these smart light bulbs that are amazing. Like, and they turn a million billion colors and I like a mood. So like right now I have like a rosy pink and I just envision someone doing the pressing technique on me in like a blue light. Cause you know, flames, especially like a, a raw flame is blue and just the blue off the blue and black boys look you know i'm not gonna say black boys look good in, but they do uh, <laughs> i just this is so oh god this is so hot like yikes so i can imagine someone just like pressing where they're supposed to press like they administered the lit torch a little bit to my skin while applying pressure to Ooh, that's a massage baby let me where the stones at like yes like i'm just here the more and more I read this out loud, because I've been reading this for a few days trying to make sure that I had it down packed. But the more and more I read it out loud, the more and more I'm like, you know what? I might not be too afraid, but <laughs> I'm still scared because it's fire. So call me a punk or whatever. Next technique is layering. The layering technique is a process of applying an unlit torch to skin with the intent of leaving behind a layer of unlit alcohol. The alcohol is then ignited by utilizing a lit fire torch. So what I envision is, I don't know if this is a possibility. Again, if you are into fire play, if that is your thing, contact me. I would love to know details in detail because I'm curious. I envision like somebody rubbing the torch with the rubbing alcohol because you know I told you it's 70% alcohol rubbing alcohol like on your thigh and then just lighting it and it's just like a thin layer of alcohol and you feel the heat on your thighs or like your inner thigh sexy and 
I know temperature play, which is something I do plan to discuss in the future. Temperature play can be really, really sexy. I've dabbled in it a little bit with sex toys, but I just think about how good that heat would feel like in the like in between, not in between your thighs, but like in the inside of your thigh. I feel like that would be really, really sensual, really, really sexual. And Again, not all kinks are meant to be sexual or meant for you to get off. I just know with my freak ass, like I'm making it freaky anyway. So I just see that being so sensual and I love sensuality and that would be so fucking sexy. This is a hot ass, (laughs) a hot ass kink, literally. (laughs) So the next technique is bouncing. And the bouncing technique is the process of lightly tapping the skin repeatedly with a continuous motion in a linear or nonlinear direction with a lit fire torch. So I'm going to paint another picture. When I see this, like when I saw the techniques, when I was looking on YouTube, when I was looking online, when I see this, I imagine someone with like two fire torches and they're bouncing the torches back and forth up and down like my spine all right (laughs) just in a relaxing and a calming motion and pattern just free and just relaxing in like a red lit room or a blue lit room because why not (laughs) I mean you don't need candles clearly you have the flames so all right Mm. Next next technique, striking. The striking technique is the process of intensely hitting the skin in one-off strokes with a lit fire torch. Now, the recommended torch for this is a horseshoe torch or the RTH with an RTH handle with a horseshoe torch head. Now, I didn't look into the handles. I didn't look into the torches all that much, but... I like being whipped and I don't know personally if I would like being whipped with something that's hot. First of all, if you get whipped with the right thing, like, and I think when I think of whips, I think of like whip whips. I, they sting already. Like it's like a pain and it's a lingering pain. Like it hits you, like it's delayed. I can't imagine like being struck and then like that three seconds that passes and you really feel it and then you feel a flame on top of that. Ouch. Now see y'all had me with all the, the linear and the touching up and down and the motions and the bouncing. But when y'all start talking about whipping, see, that's when you lose me because that shit already hurts on a good day. I can't imagine (laughs) doing that with the flame. If anybody's ever did striking Again, email, DM, I want to know the juice. Give me all the deets because first of all, I'm curious and I'm interested and I want to be able to further educate people through educated people. Secondly, I'm just a perv. I want to hear how it went, okay? (laughs) Now, (laughs) I have some non-contact techniques. So this basically means that the fire doesn't necessarily have to make contact with your skin or the torch doesn't have to make contact with your skin. Now, this technique is probably 
one of my favorites that I read. Uh, the rest, I'm like, I'll probably get off on, but this one, I feel like I'll probably go to sleep to. So it's called hovering. The hovering technique is the process of holding a lit torch just above the skin surface while maintaining a continuous motion in a linear or non-linear direction. This radiates heat to the body and can be applied either vertically on the sides or horizontally above. Now, that would be like, I love heat. So I feel like that would be like a nice thing to do after a massage. It's really, really, you know, warm or hot <laughs> at this point. It's open flame, so it's hot. And it's just like hovering over your body. And I just feel like, your neck and your breast and in between your thighs like that heat see I made it pervy I was trying not to make it <laughs> I was trying not to make it like on some freak shit but lo and behold my freak ass I always make it some freak shit again I think of that as a massage like after getting a nice massage and then you have just this torch just hovering giving you all this heat and more relaxation I'll probably fall asleep. I'm not going to lie. I'll probably be aroused as fuck, but I'll probably fall asleep at the same time. Now, another non-contact technique is blowing. And the blowing technique is the process of using one's breath to blow heat to the body by forcing the flame downward towards the skin. It can either be vertical or it can be horizontal. Now, it's vertical on the sides, horizontal if it's above, but that's that's gonna be a no for me um if you've tried it again hit me up I just I don't play with the wind don't play with you know flames need oxygen to breathe I don't need you blowing anything else making the flame I just, it's a paranoia thing it's a fear that's when my fear kicks back in you start blowing flames next minute you know a little part of that bitch don't broke off somewhere and now we got trouble I don't want that problem so blowing probably not for me <laughs> now the last non-contact technique is going to be wavering now wavering is a technique where it's the process of radiating the heat onto the body by allowing the flame to break away from its source which is the torch head and rise to meet the skin above again that's another hard one for me because <laughs> fear I'm just going to keep it real. Like some things I haven't done kink wise because I'm afraid. And again, I don't knock things until I try them. It, like it's just me and I can only speak for me and I can only speak for my personal opinions that would genuinely mm, anything where you're like blowing the flame or you no longer have full control and flames are fire for they're why they call them wild for a reason they really do have a mind of their own and they just go fire fire signs kudos but <laughs> i just anything where you don't have a little bit of control over the flame would probably make me a little nervous to the point where i'm like eh, no i'm good on all that that's okay we can pass so I gave you guys some of the techniques you can use. Now I found this interesting article. Well, it wasn't an article. It was, well, 
I guess you could say it was an article, just breaking down certain things that you can do with fire when this is fire play at this point, not just the kink itself, but this is when you're actually playing with it outside of the techniques that you can use to play with it. So fire flogging is the first one I saw and it says this is the most common, which it includes a this is what I was talking about earlier. This includes a flogger that is made out of Kevlar, um, ropes or wicks, and it has some type of knot at the end, not only for like the stinging type factor, but it helps prevent the ropes from coming unraveled. I mean, if you have a flogger, you already, I have a flogger and it's put together well, shout out to Kink Crate. So I don't really need like the the knots at the end, unless I personally put them there just for the sting. But you have this particular flogger um, for just that. It's a fire flogger. And if it's with wicks, if it has, um, if it's made with wicks or Kevlar, it you can set it on fire and you can flog with it. And you get the sting and you get the heat. Again, y'all know I just talked about it. That's going to be a hard one for me because that sting is already a lot and if you add fire to it baby i am not the one <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say that right now that would not be happening over here no shaming it's just preference that's all it is i tell people all the time it's not about what i don't like it's just my preference you can't get mad at me for not liking something that you like you have your preference in liking it i have mine and not now fire fleshing Again, I thought this was sexy. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. It's where you can make designs on the body with the fuel or the alcohol and then set them on fire and quickly blow them out. You can either wipe them out, you can smother them with a fire blanket, any type of tool that you can use to put the fire out. All of those may vary. That's kind of dope because here's where my mind goes. If that was me, I would want it to be like a fire, no pun intended, a fire design. And I'm like, yo, somebody got to have like they Instagram, they camera, they something ready because I would want to try to get a picture of the design. Like I see like an aerial shot, somebody on a ladder. See, I would be doing the most. This is why I can't do this kink. <laughs> Aside from it being sexy as fuck, like I'd be like, wait get a boomerang like that's what my mind would be like get the boomerang blow it out like I can't do this but that's kind of sexy like if you can do like a dope ass uh design and light it real quick and just get a good boomerang get a good video get a good picture of it and then blow it out yo that would be so fire <laughs> I hate that I'm using fire like that but no pun intended people it would be fire <laughs> Now, <laughs> okay, now this one, mm, mm, I don't know. This one's called fire whipping. Not to be confused with fire flogging because they are two completely different things. So everything, of course, with fire is dangerous. But out of all of the little play tricks and techniques I've given you from my research, I found that this one is the most dangerous manner of fire play because it is a single tail whip that is on fire. So some of these are made of lever, lever, <laughs> leather, sorry guys. Some of them are made of Kevlar. Um, some of them are made completely out of Kevlar and then they use like an aluminum handle 
became a Kevlar popular popper. Sorry. This one it says, if you don't have a high tolerance for pain, nine times out of ten, y'all know that's my favorite tonight. It's not gonna work for you. I don't have a high tolerance for pain, although I do endure pain. I don't have a high tolerance and I don't really like being whipped so we can skip all over this one but you know to anyone who's tried it please let me know fire cupping so cupping is a kink as a kink I plan to discuss I have a list of kinks you guys that I have like shit ton of kinks that I plan to go into it's just a matter of finding the resources and finding the information because you know I'm not trying to play myself on a podcast I'm not trying to give y'all false information I want everything to be strictly factual have resources and citations APA format you know all that shit where I can back it up um so I don't want to play y'all but cupping is also a kink and if you've seen it you know they come with these specific cups that like basically suck up the skin and you can put them like on your back and your legs and I don't want to go too deep into it because it's not a kink I know too much about but when I do go into it I'll give you all the information but fire cupping is basically it's an oriental practice and we're not gonna not try to be racist like it says in the notes it is an age-old medical practice most seen in oriental practices and it's been known to pop up all over the world but basically the it's acupressure so the cups are causing pressure under the skin because it's like you know how it is it's like sucking up the skin basically and with fire cups you can literally take a torch and you can flame over the cups that are applying acupressure to whatever body body part that you're choosing to cup at that moment I would do that because it's not a direct contact with the flame, but because it's a fire cup, I assume that it heats up fairly quickly. And when it does, it gets really, really hot. Ooh, she lay. I don't know if I can do that again. I had to think about it. Like when I said it out loud, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. 